was Rochelle Farrell, Peace on Earth, um, and welcome to Teacher's Lounge for the Culture, uh, hosted by Carissa. Um, today, our student spotlight goes out to Kalani King. She is a 17-year-old about-to-be high school graduate from Harrisburg High School in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, Harrisburg High School SciTech campus. Um, she was accepted at 34 colleges, um, over $300,000 in scholarships, um, has a 4.3 GPA and has decided now on attending Norfolk State University. So we give her a big shout out for being our student spotlight today. Um, so today's quote is come from one of my favorite educators, Lisa Delpit. And it says, when one we gets to determine standards for all we's, then some we's are in trouble. Right? <laughs> I was about to say, oh. <laughs> right. So I want to go ahead and introduce our panel today. So today we're going to be talking about Black students and COVID-19 and the impact that COVID-19 has played on, played, um, on Black students. Um, and we'll be 
talking about black students from high school students, um, students who are uh, trying to obtain GD, middle school, um, grade school, elementary students, um, all all the gamut. Um, so first we have uh, Melissa Ford, who is a English and special education teacher um, in North Washington, D.C. Say hey, Melissa. <laughs> um, we next have um, Kalani King, our actual student spotlight we're able to have her here today. Say hey, Kalani. Hey. <laughs> um, and lastly, we have Ari Kiriton, um from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She is a business educator and actually about to be a STEM educator um, and actually about to move to the district uh, to work at a high school in D.C. Say hey, Ari. Hey, hey, everybody. How are y'all today? I'm all right. How about you? You know, I can't complain. Can't complain. Um, you know, so this is episode one. Thank you all so much for doing this with me. I want this to be really conversational. So we're going to have a, we can cut up a little bit because it's a teacher's lounge, right? You know, it's a teacher's lounge. You do a little cutting up, but you're also able to have some real talk conversations with your, with your colleagues, you know? Um, so what have y'all been doing? Uh, with your time, if you have any time, uh, how about with you know during this whole COVID nineteen, you've been binge watching any TV shows, you've been doing a little more day drinking, you've been sleeping. <laughs> yes. Listen, we we ain't no alcoholics or nothing, but no, no, no. But, uh, you know, you gonna keep telling me I got to teach these children that I birthed on my own inside this house. <laughs> Man, listen, listen, and that, and that's why we have you here today to talk from a parent <laughs> perspective of what this looks like, you know, because we've been we've been going through some changes in this here oh. uh, pandemic. Hey, man, y'all watch anything on Netflix, Hulu? I messed around and watched Little Fires Everywhere. Okay, I haven't seen it. It made me mad. Don't watch it. Great things about it, though. Okay, I, so let me let me say this: uh-oh. there is like a lot of little racisms. But they like pile up. Racisms plural. Yes, it'll be like ten racisms in a show, and you'll be like, "Oh man!" Like the whole the whole first three episodes, I just couldn't do nothing but like, I don't know if I can finish this, and I stopped watching it. And then I saw once they put the um, final episode up on Hulu, one of my Facebook friends had a thread about the plot line of the final episode, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I need to just." finish it so I can figure out if this is worth the watch. Okay. It, it still made me mad, but it still made you me know, mad. it was good to be. Okay. Witherspoon, I think, might be a racist. Yo, I, no, I'm not going to lie. I've heard a lot of people say that. Like, it made, the, <laughs> I saw somebody make a status saying, I got to go watch Sweet Home Alabama so I can, like, read Witherspoon <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm legally blind. Like, you have to watch something else. Okay. It, it makes, but you, that's some good acting, though, right? When you can't, when you've got somebody that you can't stand so bad, you can't even stand them in real life. But hold on though, because she 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 plays too well. She's putting her money into to pay for. Um, she's a racist. Okay. Yep. I see what you're trying to say there. Oh, okay. Like, I see what you're doing. All right. I haven't. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I've watched anything new. So anyone like my friends who know me know me. Um. So I did find a gem, a, a show that I used to love to watch with my dad when I was a little girl on Hulu. ER. <laughs> Have you watched the whole series yet? No, not yet. Girl, I think I like 10, 15 seasons. I, no, but I have watched. Okay. Um, 
uh, quite a few. I was actually watching some before I started this, and I had to pa- mind you. So my partner, if, when I first told her about it, and she was like, "I'm not watching that boring shit," and I was like, "All right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not boring. You don't have. To, I'm like, but you don't have to watch it because you ain't. You, first of all, you don't even know, right? You don't have to watch it. So before I came to to, to record this, you know, I was like, "All right, I pressed pause. I paused it, and she was like." Why you gotta pause it? I said, ah! <laughs> You don't get to watch my boring show <laughs> without me. Nah, this too boring. Go go watch something else. Go watch some basketball or something. Go watch a game you've already seen 5,000 times. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, so. So, like, I started at the beginning of this. I took it all. My favorite show is Brave Anatomy. I took it all the way back. Oh, did you? Start it over. All the way back. I started all the way over. That's too much emotion. <laughs> Way too fast. <laughs> yeah, when I stay up till four or five o'clock in the morning, watch Grey's Anatomy. Yes. And then sleep all the way until like 10 minutes before class starts online. Oh, well, let me get up and teach these kids, okay? Okay. That, and then also, I think Waco is really good. It's on Netflix. Okay, I haven't it's seen that. Netflix. Okay, Waco. It's Really good. Um, let me write that down. down. Right. I said, let me write that down so I can go back to it. No. Yeah, it was about the cult that um, the polygamous cult and um, oh like, yeah, oh yeah, I definitely want to watch really that. Good. Oh, gotta come back. I'm working on a series now called The Strangers. Oh, it's kind of weird, but it's about a girl who is blackmailing people, but and she's blackmailing some for money, but then she's helping the other ones out. Like, hmm. hey, what you need to know about your partner? I think you need to look into it. Oh. And it just keeps getting better, better and better. Uh, okay, wake up, wake up. And what what what's that on? Uh, new uh, Netflix. Netflix. All right, Netflix. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to check on that. Kaylani, what you watch? What's on your TV screen? On your on your Netflix, Hulu, iPhone, iPad. Um, all of them. I finished watching Grey's Anatomy over already. I already okay. watched it like seven, eight times over. So oh, it was wow. just like, I guess Y'all I'm going to Okay. So right now I'm watching, I'm rewatching Vampire Diaries, Lucifer, and Outer Banks. Lucifer is good. Outer Banks was. I haven't Outer seen Banks. Outer Banks. It, I wasn't that interested into it until maybe like the fourth or fifth episode. That's what I'm in right now. Picked okay. up, it picked up and it sped up like really quick. And mm. I was sad it was over at the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I mean, right. we got to do something to smile in the midst of all this madness <laughs> that we got going on, right? So, um, you know, this 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 hit us like kind of crazy, right? Like I remember, and and me, me and Melissa happened, we worked together. We work at the same school, at a middle school. And so I remember that Friday... You know, we thought we were like gonna be gone for like maybe what two weeks, right? You're like, you know, prepare, prepare work packet for at least for two weeks, and then you know we come back, you know, weekend, da da. And it did. I'm talking about. I sent my child for the weekend, like okay, because it was her spring break anyway. So I was like, I sent her to Virginia to her dad, um, because Maryland school called. They called it first. Maryland called it first. You know, they were gonna be out until the end of March. I'm like, all right, bet. You know, called her dad. He said, cool. Sent her there the next day. We're literally, I think, like at happy hour, and we we look up and like we're like, oh, um, DC schools don't go back until April twenty fourth. We like say what now? 
<laughs> what? I called mama like, my what was what my what's gonna happen to my baby? They said we ain't going back to school to April twenty fourth. But it was just crazy because we were at work that day, and when I tell you it was a madhouse at work that day, it was so chaotic. It was everybody was so, like, it was like it was a panic, scrambling like. It was crazy. Like, every, the printers were jacked up the whole entire time. You no, were trying really. to students their stuff. Their parents was coming to pick them up early. They were like, how am I going to get my packet? It was a mess. <laughs> no, it was. It was. That's exactly how it was. Crazy. Yeah. It Everybody was. was stressed. I think the stress level, like, the the like the more intense, like, it just got really, really intense. I was like, yo, what are we going to do? I don't know. I don't care at this point. I don't know. I'll just email it to you. Like, we were saying all those things to the students. Like, I don't know what to do. Because we, granted, look, I'm in my 30s. I'm 30. Okay? And I've never experienced anything like this. Yeah. When 9-11 happened, we were out of school for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Sniper happened. They made us go to school forever. <laughs> Walking home thinking we was gonna get shot, honey. Okay, <laughs> so no, we I've never experienced this at yeah. all, and so I think for us as adults, it's different, and our babies is mm-hmm. totally different. Totally, totally, totally. Um, and I know, Reed, your kids have 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 uh, gone through some changes, haven't they? Being, being so, being so they were on their so they got like a split spring break, like they got a break in March, the weekend of what would have been St. Patrick's Day, I guess, and their birthday. And then they got another, they were going to have another weekend off for Easter. Mm, They were out of school when they closed school in the state of Pennsylvania. (laughs) So we didn't even hear anything from their school until they were out for like a week and a half um, before, you know, the teachers kind of had something in mind for them to do. they go to a smaller charter. So they had a really quick response um, to having some sort of plan. They already use like some online learning software with them. So it literally seems like they just said, okay, I'm going to take it from this page. And now we're just going to do it all through the iPad. Um, But the kids weren't prepared to not go back to school. Mm. Um, Yeah. Some days it's like, no, I'm not getting up. Other days it's like, oh, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we okay. going to do? And then when I'm like, yeah, you're going to just be home. They're like, wait, huh? Wait, what? Again? Another day at home. Like yeah. until their teachers finally had their first Zoom meetings with them and yeah. said, you know, we're not going back to school this year. They couldn't. What do you mean we're not going to school? It's a school yeah. day. Like that's legitimately what their responses were it's been really rough um not being able to have any of their activities mm-hmm. makes it 10 times worse yeah um and they're oh that's right because they were like, like in, they were like in dance and ballet and track and we do yeah. something every day your kids are busy yeah, <laughs> yeah so that has been a major change for us um this in this week they were off from dance and they've been having their dance classes you know electronic mm-hmm. still they, they're off from dance this week and i can tell that they kind of needed the break from the technology okay. in general mm-hmm. but they still don't want to just be in the house right no i i listen i get it you know the extrovert in me is like <laughs> break me out of here <laughs> give me out give me out give me out Look, we I pick, we picked up food today, and I was like, this is probably the happiest I've been in like weeks. Been able to see people outside my house. We stood outside in the parking lot for like twenty minutes. Yes, 
gosh, just talking. Like, oh my God, this is the most human interaction I've gotten outside of looking at these kids for four hours every day. <laughs> Kalani, how did you feel when you uh when you when it hit you that you weren't going back in your senior year? Um, at first, when I first heard about it, I wasn't even like going to school at the time. Okay. I was actually in Virginia at the time. Mm. I was um going um I was on trial at the time in Virginia. Mm. So when we were at court, um, we were hearing about the cases and we're like, the first thing that I even thought about, I wasn't even worried about school because I was just like, all right, we're going to go back. It's not as bad as in Pennsylvania. Right. So I'm thinking like, we're going to go back. But in Virginia, it was worse. So first thing I thought about was like, um, what if you can't leave? Yeah. So it was yeah. like, so they, they once when they closed Virginia, we were in Virginia. Mm. So we're like, what are we going to do? Like, All how right. am I going to get back home? Like, what is going on? Like, oh, my God. So, like, once we once they closed schools and, like, everything in Virginia, they closed court for us. So, oh. at that time, we were just like, we really have to go back. Yeah, like, it's getting serious. So, we ended up going back the next day. And it didn't really hit me until they're, like, moving everything online. And it's just okay. like... So, at a time, I only had one, one class because I had all my credits. So, I was only taking um, a math class my pre-calc class and I was taking a college class okay so like like it really took away my college like experience before mm -hmm. I even went to college because mm -hmm. I was taking classes at um at HU okay and like, I was going to classes had a professor like oh okay like cool. engaging with like college freshmen freshmen so, has a 4.3 UPA yeah. <laughs> H.U. Harrisburg University, not to be confused with the other H.U. Or, or which other, which others, or the other H. The other H.U. Right. Uh -huh. That's it. The real one and the not real one, which I'm not, I'm not claiming which one is which. I'm not going I'm not into it. that. You're so funny. <laughs> Yo, so, so I was kind of like already out of school. So once we got back here, like my professors, like we're just gonna move her thing to online, oh. and my teachers is like, right now we don't have anything for you, so like oh. just chill. Okay. So we're like, okay, like we're <laughs> like, oh okay. So I was still dealing with, with my college classes online. It was really hard for me because, like, when I'm learning, I have to like see things, mm. and like he, my professor wasn't doing zooms. We weren't doing anything. He was just. Giving us the work and saying, "Take pictures of your work and give it to oh, me." Oh wow! And I said, "You're great." Mm. Mm. So it was really hard for me to move from being in a classroom and seeing everything, like in a college class, and then right. moving online. Like I ended up finishing the class with a B, so that's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's She's, good. She sounded like it was so much stress. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. I, Look. Finished, I finished that college class. Look the way it was a B at seventeen. <laughs> With a four part, but so I did a poll. Um, I did. A, I created a form and had some uh, educators fill it out. So I'll just give you a few quick stats on um what they were. So um, a hundred percent of the teachers um were identified as Black or African American who filled this out. Um, which this is uh teacher sounds for the culture for the culture. For black. the what? The culture black. The black culture, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, 78, a little, almost 79% of them teach exclusively black students. About mm. 20, um, the, the remainder, 20, less than 2%, uh, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, 
22%, less than 22, mm-hmm. um, teach uh, uh, mostly Black students. Um, like, I know me and Melissa at our school, we teach 100% exclusively Black students. We don't have any other rates in our school. Um, let's see, 64% of them, of them are in an urban um, school. Um, so the first question I asked them was, academically, how has COVID-19 impacted your students? Um, and the um, two... <clears throat> top ones academically was engagement and work completion mm. followed by lack of special education services. Mm-hmm. Um, and the smallest one was lack of buy-in, which I think makes, it make, makes sense. At first it might like, Oh really? But it's like, I mean, that makes sense when you have all this going on socially, emotionally, the largest um, thing that, um, cause they could choose a few. They didn't have to choose just one. So 100%, 100% of them chose the struggle to adjust to distance learning. Mm-hmm. Um, the next biggest category, almost 60%, um, mental health, in- uh, increase in mental health concerns from their students, um, followed by familial issues impeding learning. Those are the top three. Mm. Um, as an educator, how has COVID-19 impacted you the most? Um, the majority of them, almost 80% said mental health, followed by a lack of preparation, um, lack of resources and support were um, equal, dead equal. Uh, and um, the lowest actually was finances. I know folks wishing they were teachers now, right. still still getting the check. Well, I mean, listen, let's be clear. We working for this check. <laughs> okay? We working for this check. Listen, these parents here in Harrisburg don't believe the teachers are working for their check to begin. You know, I, I, listen, and I've even seen some parents say, you know, they I know I've seen like the jokes or whatever, like, you know, I need to be, you know, teacher appreciation week, give me a gift because I'm, you know, doing XYZ for my kids and all that stuff. And I'm like, I get it, sis. I get it. I get it. It's a lot, you know, on you. Right. Um, but that, that teacher appreciation gift need to come on, come on over here. Come on here. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, bro. Uh, listen, next year I I need whole wine bottles. Okay, I might even you know, I might even really go for the culture and just pay, just give me some Hennessy. And I don't even like Hennessy, but I just feel like you it's just what? I feel like it's just worthy at this point for all the work we done put in. Because Hennessy, some you give a get somebody when they do a whole lot of work, but you don't like them a whole lot. You give them Hennessy because Hennessy don't taste good. You know what I'm saying? But it's supposed no, to be no, like no. The see, same. some of these people think Hennessy tastes good, that's, see? and that's so, the problem. Yeah, yeah, that is the problem. So. From you, I want to hear from your your different perspectives how it's impacted you, um, Melissa, as an educator, Ari as a mom and educator, Kelani as a student. Um, you know, how has COVID nineteen impacted you, your practice, your students, your mental? I mean, you know, how has it impacted you um, overall, um, Melissa? I'll start with you. Um, okay, so COVID nineteen has definitely impacted me. For myself, I would say. Being at home on a daily no, basis, like being in the house. Um, I'm not one to be online all the time, so I think that it was definitely an adjustment for me to have to go from teaching in a classroom from what I love to now being online mm. to me not really knowing where to start. I think the weeks prior to us going into distant learning, I was stressed beyond my means because here I am having to use new 
platforms that I've never had to use before. Right. I understood how I felt as a college student taking online classes. When I first, very first started taking them, I didn't do well at all. So now here I am pushing my babies into something that they did not ask for. I know it's going to be hard for them to succeed in because mm-hmm. when they're inside of my platform, it's hard for them to succeed. I have to be there to push them 24-7. And now here it is. They're at home. I don't know what their home life is like. I don't know what they're dealing with at home. They have all these restrictions. They have all of these issues that I may not know about. And here I am requiring them to do the same exact thing that I require them to do in the classroom. And to me, it's just not feasible. They didn't ask for it. And so I think as educators, we have to keep all of those things into mind. And I know we want to hold our students to certain expectations and we want them to complete certain amount of work and it has to be rigorous, rigorous mm-hmm. and all of that. But I think that we have to take a step back and take into account all the other factors that they're dealing with and not only their parents are dealing with, what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's just, Overall, it's just a cluster big mess. <laughs> and it so is. I look at it from my baby's level and then I also teach for GED at night. And so... When I look at that, um, I typically, I work with uh, the Latino culture at night. Mm-hmm. And here I am seeing my students that work to send money back home to them, their families. Mm. And their families can't work. And so I have yet to teach a class for my part-time job because none of my students come to class wow. because they all are working extended hours, trying to make more money to send back home to their families and so that they can survive here as well. So COVID-19 has definitely done a number in the education world yeah and so your um your evening your um part-time job they're adults so we range from 16 to 30 okay so most of my um students range between about 19 to 30 i've had okay and uh, they're um working towards gd so um half of the school is working towards ged the other half is uh working for esl trying to learn english to move the ged track Mm, okay. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh Ari, how has this affected you as a mom with two little ones who love school? <laughs> um so this whole little nerd thing that I got going on is um um insane right now. Like they, you know, they they are children who are learning how to make good choices and in allowing them the grace to make choices i had to do a social contract good come on now okay mom um (laughs) because listen they just weren't getting up okay it was like pulling so at first their teachers kind of had you know well, not not their teachers. That's not true. One of their teachers had two <laughs> Zoom meetings a day, okay. just for the kids to just log in, see each other, say hi, get some interaction with her. She had been uploading phonic, phonemic awareness and something else. Okay, something else. <laughs> Videos on Class Dojo for them to use every okay. day. Okay. Um. Well, that's Kennedy's teacher, and Kennedy doesn't need reading. Okay. Um. That's her strength. So, right. So putting her in front of the video to do reading skills, she's like, mom. She's, she was bored. Falling on the floor, like flying at the desk. And I'm like, what are you doing? Do you do this at school? And she's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Because she does. I said, Candy, I'm sorry, you what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And she's, so yeah, don't play, I got her don't play with me, Mom. <laughs> yes, she flies on her desk. Yes, she does. She does fly in the chair at school. Good. Because um, it's boring. Yeah. And your kids are six, uh, right? Yeah. No, they're seven. seven. Oh, they're seven? Two years. Yes, That's right. Two years. In March. Two years below. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, dang. And Kendall's teacher, he is a first year teacher. And he got thrown in in January. Oh, yeah. Um, well, well, so like January is like his first classroom? His first lead teaching position. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, so he finished Sheesh. his master's over the summer. Mm-hmm. And they had initially just been using him as their additional gym teacher because they're, okay. we have one specials teacher in their school. Okay. And it was just a lot. So they, you know, tried to shift some of their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of had him serving as a disciplinarian um because their new principal is a woman and she's soft okay um and so the class that kendall is in is a very rambunctious group of first graders Mm -hmm. um and so their zoom classes get really interesting because I actually have heard him do the social contract with them at the beginning of each call that he does with them Um, because they all want to say hey to their friends every time somebody new logs in. They're like, hey, hey, (laughs) in the middle of class, like he's teaching and they're like, hey, Victoria, what you got on? Let me see your nail polish. Very good. What you eating? Like, why aren't y'all paying attention to the teacher? Yeah. So it gets um, it gets interesting because I know that they know how to act in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I see them on these calls and I'm like, girl, is that how you do it? Um, so I have had to this week sit down with them at the table while they do Zooms. Um, they don't like that. Mm. But hey, um, I don't like it either. Um, and it's, it's also hard because they're at two different um levels as learners right kennedy is very strong in reading and so almost everything just kind of comes to her because she can read the directions for herself so even if she's not really sure about the math problem she's going to figure it out because i can read all the words and understand what's going on but with kendall for some of the things i actually need to be sitting with her Mm -hmm. to make sure that she's not just guessing because she's definitely not going to try to read the question if it doesn't. <laughs> There's an option for it to play the words to her. She's not reading it. How have they done with the schedule? Like, not going back to school, not having, not being in that room. Like, how, how, how did they first take it, like, being home? And when they realized, like, you know. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, every few days, um, we have to have the conversation about what respect really is. Mm-hmm. Um because they're people and they have big people emotions and little people bodies and they do a whole lot of neck rolling and eye rolling (laughs) but they miss school they do miss school um they have each cried about school on different occasions um what do you think they miss most like what do you think what what do you think i know they're i know they're different they have different personalities what do you think um i guess separately they uh the like they have what do you think has been the biggest impact for them, like, separately, like, as far as what they miss about school or how, like, all of this is kind of, like, 
for Kennedy, it's just the actual schedule of what it means mm-hmm. to go to school every day. Because in school every day, they do pretty much the same thing. So it's that structure. Um, yeah, she needs that structure for her whole everything. Okay. Um, and for Kendall, it's definitely like the actual socialization. Mm-hmm. And she is... She's struggling. At, as soon as she sees one of the kids across the street popping out, looking like they get ready to get on their bike, Mom, can I go outside on my scooter? Kendall, you have another hour until you're done with it. You know? <laughs> but, Mom, it's a break. Can I please? Yes, go outside for your break. Come back in in 30 minutes. 30 minutes comes. No. No, do you, and I don't even, I don't even stress it. We just do the. I, I was gonna say, have you found yourself being a little more kind of open with that flexibility? Because, we you know. so Kendall wakes up at seven in the morning. Oh, so and they don't have Zoom calls until ten. So oh, okay. when she wakes up that early, we have enough time to get some stuff into whatever it is she didn't do the day before. That's Kennedy because you know she still wakes up at um, yeah the crack of yeah, dawn yeah, before, yeah. before before dawn <laughs> existed before before there uh-huh. is a dawn before anyone wants to acknowledge a dawn because <laughs> uh-huh, who's yeah. dawn. <laughs> who, who, the, who the hell is Don and why'd you wake my kid up? I don't, I don't even understand why why y'all living this here life at all. But you know, yeah, I, I get. And she works best that way too. Like I found, and I'm, you know, I was talking to my mom about it too. Like when she gets up in the morning, if we can just handle the academic stuff, like right then, she can do well. But after, after, you know. About eleven o'clock, it's a struggle to get her to do anything academic, and you know, eat when I know when it first. And you know, Kendi's always had some sleep, whatever. But um, I know, even with um, especially with this transition, her sleep has been off. I mean, like I'm sure I had to. I bought a a weighted blanket. I think I need to add a little more weight. Uh Um, (laughs) Don't do my booty. I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be back on on the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> tonight, that's see that I should have mentioned that in the beginning. That said, I don't know who needs to hear this, mm-hmm. but don't you order one more thing? I did. I saw it, and then I about got cussed out today because I had three boxes show. Uh, so you, you, you know, yeah. listen, what I what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> what I'm supposed to do? You are not supposed to shop. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are supposed to be acting like the world is ending and you're going to need all your money later.
they still not going to have the tradition that everybody has. Mm. So it was just like too much for me because I was already like, I was excited about prom because I was getting everything for free. Mm. So it was just like, yes, like I'm about to just do this, yeah. I'm about to feel this way. Like I was ready. So it was just like, with this all going on, it like kind of discouraged me. And like, I didn't even want to make my college decision. Like I was stuck between it. Like I got the schools to move it, but like, the day, like the week of decision, decision day, like I got myself together. Like I gotta get it together. Like I gotta get out this, like feeling like I have to, like pull myself together. So that's really what like pushed me was like my college decision because it was like now's the time. Like I need to like buckle down and get to it. Like it's like it's over now. So right. there's nothing we can we can really do about it. Like we're not lifting it soon. So like we have to like I gotta adjust. Just, yeah, and you're right. I've seen a lot of students, um, you know, talk about uh, college uh, or for se- uh, high school seniors, um, you know, and even college seniors talk about, you know, and I, even our eighth graders, you know, feel really, um, really, you know, sad. Like, they're kind of grieving a little bit. They're grieving, you know, the opportunity they won't have to have a prom, to have a senior trip, to have a, a eighth grade trip to Bush Gardens, to even have, I mean, a, a hug, right? Like, to be able to even right. see your friends again in one space and be able to hug and say goodbye for the summer, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, because D.C. is one of those places where you know it's a good chance that our kids are going to just naturally go to the same high school you know they're gonna all gonna migrate to the same high school they're gonna be spread about the city you know all over the place some of our super high kids gonna apply you know to like school without walls and bard and you know um some of the other high schools or whatever and some of them will you know the lottery but you know i have seen that impact i know for for me, I know it's been a struggle on, on a lot of different levels. Um, I'm really glad that your professor was able to work with you on your mental health because I think that that's something that probably wasn't necessarily considered at first. I'm not, and this is more of an observation less than is a criticism, but I think, um, you know, I don't think it was, you know, really considered like how students, you know, will kind of take this out. And they all, life comes at you fast. And this pandemic came, came at us. week so shout out to all the educators and teachers um yes that will be listening those that won't we still lift you up because this job ain't easy um we do not actually have you know summers off and all these extra breaks that y'all think we do because we have a lesson plan and right curriculum because in the teacher for sure you know I have seen such the impact that it's had on you know my my caseload and babies that my some of the babies that I know that are identified that probably should be <laughs> you know um and like the ones in my house <laughs> okay well I mean you know well, that's so poor <laughs> oh, Jesus and you know I mean but you know I've definitely seen how it's been difficult right to be able to, you know, kids that you see, because it's different when, you know, for us, 
our um the way I know everyone's setup is different. I know you talked about your kids teachers have like zoom meetings maybe like twice a week i know kennedy meets with her um sped teacher uh twice a week also for 30 minutes um and then she has like her related service her pt and, and speech and they're not really doing that great of a job but um i mean they're just not they're not i mean and and and, and is, I, it, is do you think that um honestly do you think that if they could meet early enough in kennedy's day that she would get better results from electronic therapy. I think I think if they could actually meet more consistently and frequently she could make some progress. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I mean the, the the timing does matter, but I think it's just honestly about the effort and I think a lot of and this is why I know I mean I see firsthand with my own child, um, you know, and as a teacher how, you know, students just aren't getting what they need, you know, and I I think it's a combination of things to be frank. I think there is a piece of laziness of being at home, you know, because I think my, the, I know, um, you know, my daughter's speech teacher at first, had, you know, I think sent like some worksheets or something. And I was like, you, we got Zoom, we got Google Meet, we got FaceTime, we got Google Hangouts. We have all of these, all, all, of, all of the video chats. We have all, we have all, we have all the things that we, you know, we can, I mean, listen, if I, can you know we're on we're on on the computer four hours a day right like you know me and melissa are teaching four hours from 12 to 4 we are teaching class back to back so every day we are teaching class starting at 12 o'clock and ending at four o'clock back to back classes um where we're teaching live students we are lesson planning every day we're collaborating to lesson plan uh, we're providing deliverables we're giving assessments we are collecting data um i'm still meeting with my caseload i'm still reaching out to parents like we're still do like we're still doing this work <laughs> every day and we're and we're, we're we're putting our all into it it's, you don't know what the facebook says what facebook what? says
I don't want to call it a bailout, if you will, but there is a waiver, a clause, a waiver um, in special education where you could waive, you know, uh, services for, you know, during this time. Um, you know, you so you still owe compensatory services. So when when school opens back up, you'll still have to owe what we call compensatory services. So you'll still have to make that time up, right? So if a student missed uh, 30 hours of speech, they're going to have you, you owe them 30 hours of speech when it when school opens back up. If you waived the wait, services. Wait, wait. So it's, it's, so it's, it's, so it's several different reasons, several different reasons why that could happen, right? One, they didn't have the resources or the money, like a school decided to not pay their staff, so they could, okay, that's what I was you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's, school it's, it's, it's school, the school, the school, okay. the school, the school. Um, and so, I mean, and, you know, that's like, SPED is a whole episode by itself. We can talk about yeah. that. SPED, SPED law, <laughs> compliance policy. Um, but I do think that they are probably suffering the most, right? And especially our students who are in underserved, um, you know, uh, in under-resourced, you know, in low socioeconomic communities. You know, um, I know here in um, in Maryland, I know in Maryland, they, you know, passed that you can't, you can, you have to wear a face. At, at first, you know, it was like face mask, right? You have to wear a face mask um, to go to any store, retail, whatever. And one could say, well, of course, you want to be safe, and it's like totally get that right but if you know that if y'all are getting face masks because y'all are able to afford a face mask what happens to the suit you know to the kids and the families who can't afford a face mask right that is a privilege that you have to be able right. to wear a mask to go to the grocery store that's a privilege that you have that you know a student you know in a different neighborhood or across town from you doesn't have that privilege um and let's just be real depending on where you live and where you go um, you know, where I live, you can't go into, you might not be able to go into the Wegmans with a t-shirt over your, over your face. You've got to actually have a mask on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait a minute, huh? Oh, yeah, some places will, will turn, are turning people away for not having a, a proper mask. So, I say all that to say, because we can't go down that rabbit hole. You know, that I think a lot, this has exposed a lot of different things in our system. Um, um, you know, I think it's, it's what I don't want it to do though, is I don't want, I don't want tech companies, right. To now become like the next best thing because people think that's just where we need to go, you know, because we still need people. We still need teachers. We still need human interaction. We still need classrooms. We still need bell rings and we still need, you know, class change. We still need those things. Um, we still need viable real curriculum written by teachers, not people um, who ain't in the classroom. We still, you know, we still need those things. And I, I've seen a lot of tech companies come out like, you know, this is the future. This is the way of this is education of the future. No, because like like we like we've all said, what did it, it didn't consider children's social emotional needs. It didn't no. con- consider children or families' mental health. Um, it didn't consider this. I have students who they're not at the same house every day because you know mom, grandma, auntie, somebody is an essential worker. Worker, so they have to bounce around between who's a, 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 available right now. So this person works at home, so they can do them from twelve to four Monday and Tuesdays. And this person, you know, they got to be at grandma's on Wednesday and Thursday. They got to go back to daddy's on Friday. They got to go back to mama's on Saturday and. So- you know what I'm saying? Like that—that that is trauma, <laughs> right? And I think you know, um, for and I and I, I did this because I wanted to focus on you know black students in particular because I'm black and I teach black students and I care about black students, um, because you know, and I think it's important for us to really think about. You know, the reason why I chose the quote that I did, you know, when one we gets to determine standards for all the we's, then some we's are in trouble. 
right? And we see that happen in our system where, you know, one, some, them, they, um, and, and they isn't you know, necessarily race or, you know, they, but a lot of times they who haven't set foot in a classroom, they who've never written an IEP, they who don't have to go to MDR meetings, they who have never had to do a therapeutic code. These are the days that get to, you know, determine how we run our classrooms and how we even create, you know, plans, you know, like we're in now. So yeah. it, it's definitely, um, it's definitely hit us, I think, uh, uh, you know, harder. We see, and I'm not getting into, you know, I'm not a health worker, but, you know, it's definitely hit, you know, we haven't seen a lot of articles about black students, black people being um, affected the most, especially health-wise. And, you know, we need to be real about what that looks like. And that's just a lot, oftentimes because of access and resources, right. not because, you know, being black alone doesn't make you more susceptible to getting COVID-19, <laughs> but being poor does being not having adequate healthcare, not having a mask to walk to the store, those that will, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I mean, I really just wanted to be able to have this conversation. I really appreciate you all for um, taking the time to sit with me today and talk with me about how this impacted you all and your students. Um, does anyone have any last words before we wrap up? Stay black. Stay healthy. Stay Try black. to stay safe, people. Ain't it? Okay. If, if you have insurance, look at some telehealth. You know, I wonder if there is anybody, um, this is like a total aside, but I wonder if there are any um, therapists, you know, doing some uh, sliding scale work. You know, I don't want to say free because I get it. Everybody, you know, we all have to maintain. People got to pay their bills. So um, I totally get that. But I wonder if there are, I'm going to do some research to see if I find that and I'll post it on the, the blog site and the Facebook page. But thank you all so much for participating in this. I really appreciate it. Um, we had a great conversation and I look forward to um, seeing where this goes. Thank you so much for joining us today on Teacher's Lounge for the Culture. Hope you enjoyed our show today. This is episode one. There's only only up from here we can learn we can grow um and we can have a really good time um we really enjoyed talking to you today about COVID-19 and black students and the impact that it ha it's had on black students and black communities um as it relates to education and we only hope to bring you a more meaningful content in the future you can find us on Facebook at Teachers Lounge for the Culture where you can find our website um that's blackedtalk.wixsite.com dot com backslash teachers lounge for us you can also find us on instagram at teachers lounge for us that's the number four we look forward to uh talking to you and working with you as we grow in this journey uh remember that you are beautiful you are loved you are valued you are important and we thank you for choosing us to be a part of your family have a great great day peace